Aw, I love all of you so much. Um, it's kind of wild to me to think that God would even give me a place of influence in your life, Thomas and Cassidy, and even this church family, to think about what God has done in my heart um, through Shoreline City. Um, it could actually bring me to tears, so I won't get too much into it. Um, but man, I'm so honored that God would love me enough to plant me in a house like this under pastors, the pastors that we have. I mean, the connect groups that we have, the serve team that we have, the people who are currently in the room, but also the people who are gonna be listening to this um, a little bit later. Just know that I'm so honored um, to be here. And everything I've I've learned is quite literally from all of you. So thank you for giving me tons of grace to learn. Um, so it's going to be fun what we're going to talk about today. But we've been going through a little bit of a series. Um, the, this is going to be hard for me to say. Okay, so fun fact about me, you guys, is I grew up with a little bit of a speech impediment, okay? So I say things kind of funny. And so people are like, why you say it like that? And I'm like, you're bullying me. Um, and so this is going to be a little bit of a hard word for me to say, but we're going to push through uh, together, you know. But it's a 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, okay? There it is. Hey, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am totally beating that speech impediment today. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and so um, a few weeks ago, and by a few weeks ago, time doesn't exist. So it was actually like four or five months ago. Um, we were actually having a captains and leads meeting with our team check-in at our White Rock campus. And um, Eden and Ford Kirk are some of the best people in the entire world and they have been pouring in and loving on another phenomenal couple if you're ever at our white rock campus you'll see them and um, their names are matt and tori stogner okay and so they've been looking for a house and if you know about anything about the house market it's been wild i mean it's been wild and so they're going house to house to house they're like writing letters they're like i'll, I'll name my first child after you so i could get this home putting in offers and uh, so during this captain's meeting i was just getting life updates from right how can we be leaving for you, praying for you. And Matt and Tori were talking about this process. And I was just like, okay, so are you just going to like grab any house, you know, that's available? Um, and Tori said, you know, we've been thinking about it. And at this point, it's been like five, six, seven houses that we've kind of lost. And but we just don't want to put any offers in. We don't know. She goes, the thing is, is I'm willing to sacrifice, but I'm not willing to settle. Um, and it reminded me of a thought that Pastor Earl once said a few years ago. He said, settling is for sucker, not for saints. Um, and so I actually want to add to that today. And I'll, so the first part of that, Settling is for sucker, not for saints. But today I'm going to talk about how sacrifice is for saints and not for suckers. And so we're going to talk about the law of sacrifice today. Um, in Matthew 25, it talks about the um, parable of the talents. Um, if you've been in the church world, you hear about it a ton. If not, totally okay. Hopping on the journey. I'll give a quick synopsis, but I want you to read it later on. Um, there's this master, and he gives these talents to his servants. Okay, he knows his servants. He, he sees them in their field. He's, he's, they're not new to him. He knows them. So he trusts them with five talents, two talents, and one. And he's like, okay, here are these talents. Now go do something with it. And so the one who has five talents comes back with 10. He's like, money, money, money. Uh, the other one has two talents. He comes back with four. But then there's one of the servants who actually puts his talent in the ground. And so a lot of the times this talent gets a bad rep, okay? But the reality is I actually think in this story, because we're supposed to see ourselves in the story, that most of us are actually that last one. Um, I think um, we're going to give a little grace to him. He just didn't know what to do with it. But the reality is that two of the three sacrificed and one of the three settled. And so with that being said, I was looking into what did they have to do to get their return? So I'm like, did they swap some money? They literally had 
to invest. Like they literally had to go out into their community, out into the world and invest their money. They had to give up what they had in their hands for the potential um, to get more. So um, we have the definition here of sacrifice and of settling, okay? The definition of sacrifice is an act of offering to something precious. And the definition of settling is to move to a lower level and stay there. Um, And so looking at this um, parable here, the master knew them and trusted them. He trusted that they had the ability to then go double it. If you're smart, you're not going to give money or something to somebody and be like, go make it worse. The, the talent in the guy's hand, he knew that he could trust him, but I feel like the servant didn't trust the master. He didn't trust the master that it's like, okay, what you see in me is actually something that I can go and do. So instead of putting his trust in what the master saw in him, he actually put his trust in like what, what what the world would say, what is normal, what is easy, what isn't scary. And that's just not what we're called to um, in leadership. And so I was putting myself in this story and I was thinking of like, okay, what talents have God given me? So I want you to put yourself in this story. So is it kids? Is it car? All of us have a friend, job, money. I mean, you go down down the line. You got a boo. You got a boo. That's a talent and a gift God gave you. Okay. Some of y'all are like, it's not a talent girl. It's hard work out here. It's a talent uh, that God gave you. All of these things were investments. But in this story, you have to see that the investments were always for the benefit of the master, not even just for the person that got the gift and the talent in their hand. And so actually as leaders, I want us to take inventory of our lives of like, okay, you say you want leadership. You say you want influence. What you're actually saying is you want sacrifice. What you're actually saying that you're willing to lay down everything that God has put in your hand so that you could potentially see an increase that only God can bring. And then once he brings it, you gotta bring it back to him. Like we don't even get, we don't even get to keep it. Um, And so as I was looking through this, I was thinking about, okay, what is the key? What is the key to this? And um, John Maxwell actually talks about the key in the law of sacrifice is that a leader must give up to go up. And so today I'm going to give you five things that we have to give up and five things so that we can go up. Okay. Um, and so because I'm just, you know, trying to be a student of my pastors and all the cool people out there, I got five C's for us. Okay. I got five C's for us. Okay. So five things, and these are going to hurt, hopefully, <laughs> because they hurt me. Um, but five things to give up conceit. You cannot just think about yourself. When you're a leader, you have to give up the right to think about yourself because the reality is if you only think about yourself, that is the capacity in which you can lead. You can lead you. You think about three people, you can lead three people. You think about 100 people, you can lead 100 people. The next thing you have to give up is complicatedness. Also, I'm not sure that a lot of these are real words, but God's going to breathe over it and someone add it to Webster after this. Um, We have to give up the right to be complicated. You can't have a complicated order in the kingdom of heaven. You can't have a questioning spirit because the reality is, is that none of this belongs to us. So you questioning like, oh, who has this? And you have five talents, I have two, I have one. The reality is God is giving you what you can handle, what you can handle. And he's giving you space to trust him a little bit more. So you gotta give up being complicated and comparing. That's not another C, but that's it. Uh, The next C is you gotta give up comfort. If you wanna reach the world, you're probably gonna have to leave your couch. If you want to reach the world, you're going to have to leave your couch. It's take coffees. It takes knocking on people's doors when you don't want them to show up. When they said, no, please don't come and you come anyways. It goes in having a hard conversation when you feel like, man, what are they going to think about me? If I go and have this hard conversation, you got to give up comfort if you want to reach the world. Uh, The next thing, which is where I get hung up a ton, is calculating. We have to give up the right to math because the math ain't mathin'. In the kingdom of heaven, 
heaven, the economy is real different. The economy is real different. Where it's a gift to heaven and earth, and you're like, I don't have it in my bank account. God's your provider anyways. The math doesn't math. Somehow, some way, I have more in this life than I could ever ask, imagine, and dream. And I'm telling you, it's not all my gifts and my talents, but by the grace of God. And so when you start calculating, you actually start capping yourself. Um, and the last thing is um, your calendar. Your calendar. You got to give up your calendar uh, to go up. So many of us are like, this is my time. No, 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 this is my calendar. Yes, we want you healthy. Yes, we don't want you broken on the side of the road. Of course, take rest. Of course, go get a massage. Go get your nails done. Do what you need to do, girl. But the reality is we're on God's time, not on our own. He formed you in your mother's womb. He put hairs on your head. He knows you by name. He knows the last day on earth. If God gave you your expiration date. Okay, Leslie Wallace is in the room. I'm throwing her the bus. She eats expired things. So she's like, no, no, no. They live past it because it's like consumerism. They want you to buy new things, okay? Okay, so she eats past it. Food is the only thing that can exist past its expiration date. You can't. And so if you have an expiration date, what are you going to do knowing what your last day is? And I feel like if you knew when your last day was, you wouldn't be calendaring and calculating like, okay, but I got to rest here and I got to do this and uh, I'm going to miss that person. I can't invite that person to Starbucks because if I'm having a bad day and they see me in the Starbucks line and then I'm at church, you got to lay it down. So you got to give up conceit, complicatedness, comfort, calculating, and calendar, and this is what you get in return. Character. You get love. You get joy. You get peace. You get patience. You get kindness. You get goodness. You get self-control. You get confidence. And not your own confidence, but confidence and competence in who God has created you to be and that you're empowered by the Holy Spirit and not empowered by the talent that was put in your hand. The next thing that it's increased is your capacity. Your ability to love deeper, forgive quicker, influence wider, and serve longer when you give up all of those things. The next thing is connection. People sense authenticity. You cannot bring somebody somewhere you're unwilling to go. So you're like, hey, you know what? We're going to heaven and earth. Hey, you know what? Be the first one to show up at a campus to serve. And you're not the first one there. You can't bring somebody somewhere you're not willing to go. We, as we go, so goes the church. Uh, the next thing is your connection. Um, or what, I said that with your connection. We're just I'm going back. But your last thing. So we got character, confidence, capacity, connection. And this is not a real word, but your Christ-likeness. The ultimate sacrifice was Jesus on the cross. The Jesus was Jesus on the cross. There's literally, you cannot out-sacrifice the Lord. Um, John Maxwell says it like this. Sacrifice is a constant in leadership. It's an ongoing process, not a one-time payment. Where I get caught up in sacrifice is that I'm like, I laid down my life. I did it. I forgave that person. And then I feel like I'm done. And I'm like moving on. I'm like, why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? Because I'm fighting sacrifice. But actually, sacrifice is who we are. It's what we're built on. It's in our DNA. It's literally the blood of Christ that washes over every single one of us. Um, I remember when Judy Brown called me um, to offer me to come onto the staff team. And there's a few people I fought before. I fought Eric Sewing, Gabby Sewing, Holly Moon, about coming onto staff. And God was clearly uh, calling me to do. And I remember being in a car ride on my way from D.C. back to Dallas. Um, and I was wrestling with it. I was wrestling with saying yes. And um, I didn't want to give up my conceit, my comfort, my calendar, and my calculating. I just kept calculating over and over and over and over again. And I got a voicemail memo from Judy Brown. And she said, hey, this is Judy Brown from Shoreline City Church. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> and I listened to that voice memo. And she's like, we would love for you to come on to staff. Could you please give me a call back so we can discuss what that looks like? And I sat there in that Uber on the way to the airport. And I thought about everything I was going to have to give up. 
And I heard a still small voice that said, you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. Saying yes to that, saying yes to what I thought was going to be the biggest sacrifice of my life has proven to be the biggest fruit of my life. I've learned how to be a daughter. I've learned how to be a friend. I have more in literally even possessions than I ever thought I could have. I have more community. I was buying a car, and I didn't know what to do because the rate was a little bit higher. than I was like, what? what? I called Casey Stokes. I had somebody call. Oh, man, my tire was flat. I called Andrew Scott. He brought it. I wouldn't have had that had God not given me the opportunity to sacrifice. Uh, So I'll end on this, is that there's always been a cost involved in moving forward. The cross is the greatest example of that, but Jesus didn't beat us over the head with the receipt. Um, He could, but he didn't. He would do it all over again just for the one. And that's the posture of our heart. We don't count the cost of leadership because he didn't count the cost of making way for our sonship and our daughtership. He (laughs) goes, but he says it like this. There is a cost, and that cost is sacrifice. And sacrifice is for saints, not for suckers. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God, for every person, God, who is listening to this, God. I thank you that you have given us the chance, the opportunity and the joy to lay down our life in response to the life laid down for us, God. I pray, Lord, that we would be able to lay down anything, God, that's in our way from conceit to complicatedness to comfort to calculating to calendar so that we can be all you've called us to be, God. We are going to be the leaders that give up to go. Go up and so that we can make your name famous in all the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.